my day sucked. And I'm going to tell you about some other sucky, sucky days I've had. And then, because this is a show about the paranormal, conspiracy, and true crime, I'm going to tell you a short story about a guy who gets abducted by aliens. We're going to make it work today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. Yeah, I'm not having a good day. You know what the thing is? Is uh, well, I hope you're having a good day. And I hate breaking openings. I like to keep the openings the same. It's funny because as a listener of stuff, of consuming stuff, you have a routine and you want to hear the same thing all the time. That's why I've never changed the intro. I've never tried, oh, let's do something different. Like, it's been the same since episode one. The only thing that's changed... It hasn't been the same since episode one. The format's been pretty much the same, and I've just kind of tweaked it, and I think we're at now. But I, I don't want to lie to you guys either. Today sucked. So today's episode, I actually didn't plan on doing it. It's 9.30 right now at night. And I was like, I'm not going to release an episode. I'm not going to release an episode. And I thought, 99% of life is just showing up. So just show up. You did say you're going to take some extra days off this season because your uh, vacation was kind of wacky. But just show up, Jason, even if it means you got to go a little off topic. Now, maybe at the end of this, I'll have a better day. Maybe at the end of this, you'll have a better day. Maybe your day sucks. You see, the thing is, is like my day. And sorry, this first part's going to be kind of vloggy. So if that's not what you're here for, if you're a new listener, I apologize. That's not what you're here for. And you're an old listener. You're like, Jason, just tell a story about a ghost. Fast forward, or listen to it at a high speed. But if you just want to hear about my bad day, which I don't know if any of you do. Anyways, let's talk about it. Woke up, did jujitsu, and that went great. That went totally fine. No jujitsu for next week, though. I had a doctor's appointment today that I'd planned a long time in advance. It snowed. I couldn't make it. My ride couldn't take me to the city that it's in. I ended up not going to work because of the doctor's visit, but then I could go to work, but I left my glasses at home, so I couldn't go to work, and I broke my phone. I was goofing off, and I broke my phone. Now, I have two phones. (laughs) I have two phones. You're like, Jason, that's not a bad day. That's not a bad day at all. You had the day off work, and you didn't have to go to the doctor? There was snow involved, so that sucked. And you have two phones. Why are you complaining about breaking? There's one phone. The phone that I broke, I've had for like four years. I have two phones because one, I don't even have it activated. It's where I put all my music on. And then I have a phone. So I never have to worry about listening to too much music that my phone dies or talking to too many people that, which never happens. But, you know, it's also I'm on the phone on the internet. The other phone, I'd use to listen to music. So it just sucked losing my phone. And I just was having, I, I, I came home. And you're like, yeah, Jason, you had the day off work. You didn't have to go to work. Boo-hoo. Poor Jason. I came home and I sat here and I just was sad. I was sad. I didn't feel good. So I thought, now I'll tell you this right now. The bad day experiences, you'll probably find quite humorous. To me, though, I was like, I'm at home. My mom sent me a Christmas present. She sent me her Christmas present. <laughs> like, Jason, that's the, not the definition of a bad day. You're getting Christmas presents. I'd been the Christmas present had been sitting here for a while, and I said, I'm not having a good day. I'm really sad. I'm going to open up my Christmas present. Maybe that will cheer me up. Now, Mom, if you listen to all the episodes, she doesn't. She listens to one every so often. If you're listening to this episode, I totally love you, and I totally love your gift. But I do have to say that as I was already kind of sad, I oh, you guys are like, Jason, you're so ungrateful. I opened up the present. 
and I got a shirt, which is what I wanted. I got a sweater, which I, I actually have that exact same sweater. They that those sweaters stain really, really easily. You're like Jason. You're super ungrateful. No, 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 no. I love the sweater. I won't get a stain on this one because I have the exact same sweater with a huge stain on it. She buys me a pair of socks, which I asked for. I said, uh, can I get some nice warm socks? Because she sent them to me about two years ago. I lost them already. She sends me socks, okay? And it's just one of those things. You know when you're already having a bad day, everything is, is seems to be wrong? She sends me their, these socks, and I look at them, and it's size 13 to 15 socks. Now, again, on a normal day, if I had opened that up on Christmas Day, I would, would have simply laughed. But because my day was already just a series of unfortunate incidents, I'm thinking, does my mom know who her son is? I'm not Shaq. Who has size 13 to 15 socks? And so they're pretty comfy, though, so I'll give her that. And then my mom, and I feel really bad about this one, actually. My mom sent me two gift cards. And <laughs> everyone else has no presents right now. They're like, I don't even have presents. She sends me two gift cards. And it's $15 each, one for Dairy Queen and one for Taco Bell. And I looked at them and I'm like, but I'm on, I'm on keto, dude. I can't, I can't even spend these right now. And I remember sitting back. <laughs> so I'm so ungrateful. I love you, Mom, so much. I remember sitting, remember, it just happened today. I sit back in my chair. I'm looking, sitting back in the chair and I'm looking at these gift cards. And I'm thinking, I can take a break off the keto. This is fine. Like, this isn't like super... Uh, this this isn't a bad present. It just goes. It's it would. It, I'd have to stop doing my diet to eat these places. But also, it's snowing, so I can't even leave my house. I can't even leave my house to walk the mile, two miles to the restaurant to use these things today. You're like, Jesus, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to eat today. But then I'm thinking, well, if this is my problem, I think if I'm going to break my keto on day X, I'm just going to break it now. So if I know that I have a birthday party coming up or a, a celebration Christmas party on Friday, compelling podcasting, I know. If I have a <laughs> if I have a party on Friday and it's Wednesday, I'll just go, well, I'm going to break the keto on Friday. I'll just break the keto now, which is stupid. But that's what I do. So I get a gift card for Taco Bell, a <laughs> gift card for Dairy Queen, and then I order a, I had a free Domino's pizza. If for, because I ordered Domino's pizzas in the past. You're like, Jason, how many pizzas do you have to order before a corporation gives you a free pizza? So anyways, so I go, well, I'm going to eventually buy, go to Taco Bell, so I'm just going to eat pizza today. I order a Domino's pizza, and I just devour it. And then I went and I hung out with a friend. I went took a nap because I was still feeling quite miserable. I did end up going to hang out with a friend for the past couple hours, and I came home, and that made me feel better. And then I came home and said, I'll record this podcast. So, you're like, Jason, are you really going to spend eight minutes telling us about how crappy your day is? Yes, actually, well, no, because I'm going to spend more time. And the reason why, and we're done with that day, the reason why I'm telling you these bad day stories is because maybe you're having a bad day today. Maybe you're having a bad holiday. Maybe you're having a bad holiday. So, I want you to hear some funny stories, miserable Jason stories that I think are quite humorous. So let's see if I can get both of them in. And maybe it'll cheer you up. Maybe it'll make your bad... And don't worry, I'll talk about aliens. I got an alien story at the end. Don't worry. Don't stop listening to it yet. So that was my bad day today. And again, you're sitting there thinking, Jason, that is not a bad... You're not... Okay, so so this was my bad day. I had jujitsu, which was totally fun. I got the day off work. I didn't have to go to the doctor's office. 
I ate a pizza <laughs> and opened a Christmas present. And I'm like, oh, my day sucked. Here, check this bad day story out. So one day I was, su- this was probably about two or three years ago. So I was 350 pounds at the time and I was super poor. I had very, very little to no money. At this, at the point of this story, I had zero money. All I had was a Subway gift card that I think my brother gave me. Now, I'd eaten Subway on it before. I had enough money on the Subway gift card for one sandwich. It was like seven or eight bucks left on the card. No other money on me. Zero. A lot of times people go, oh, I'm broke. They have like a couple thousand in savings. They're like, whoa, whoa, I'm not touching my savings. Like, I mean, I'm, my checking account's broke. No, I was flat broke. I didn't even have cans to recycle broke. So I go to Subway and I buy myself a foot-long spicy Italian, which is what I ate back then. And I have this big green jacket. I have this jacket. I think I bought it like shortly after 9-11. So the jacket is like 18 years old. It's this giant jacket with these giant pockets. And it's just like, just drapes over me. It looks like the jacket the bad guy wore in Blade 2. So that's always, I always pretend I'm that dude. (laughs) I don't remember his name, but I'm always hiding in the shadows, distending my jaw. So I'm, that was a good movie, actually. The first one was the best. Blade 3 was terrible. But I'm, this is not a movie review show. I'm walking, oh, did I, I saw the trailer for the new Grudge movie. That movie's terrifying. We'll talk about that later. But you're like, no, Jason, talk about that now. That's more on topic. I'm walking from Subway home. And at this point, I have like maybe 35 cents on my Subway gift card. No other money. This was my dinner. This was the only food that I had available because I was broke. And so I walk home. It's about a mile and a half, again, two miles from the fast food restaurants to my house. I walk home. I come into the apartment. I start taking my stuff off. I go, I guess I should have said this earlier. I put my sandwich in the jacket pocket. Put the sandwich in my jacket pocket and walked. I'm listening to my music on my old phone that's broken now. Thanks. Glad the story reminds me of that. I'm, I get really attached to stuff like that because it's been on so many adventures with me. I'm walking down the street. I have this sandwich in my pocket, big foot long. The, it's jacket, giant jacket, huge pockets. You're like, Jason, I don't think you have foot-long pockets. Well, the pocket had a hole in it, so it went into the interior of the jacket. So you use basically like a normal hole, like a pocket hole, and then you could put your hand through the hole, and then you could be inside the jacket. So it was basically a jacket. It's basically a jacket with a giant hole in the pocket into the interior of the jacket. Does that make sense? All of you at one point said, yes. And then, so I put the giant foot-long sandwich in in my jacket and it kind of is sticking out. It's sticking basically in my jacket. I remember one day, actually, I got to tell this story too. I always put food in my pockets. I remember once I had this big jacket on and I just bought like three bean burritos at Taco Bell. I put them in my pocket, put the whole bag in my pocket. I'm walking down the street. This young guy's walking down the street. He's walking towards me. I'm walking towards him. This happened a couple of years ago in Hood River, too. He's kind of like, you know, he's a tough guy, you know, walking down the street. And I'm walking. I'm like a tough guy walking down the street. And we're getting closer and closer. I'm sizing him up like, oh, you know, could I take him? Like, what if he did this? Could I do this? You know, what guys do. And he's getting closer. And then I just bust out laughing. I start laughing so hard. Because in my mental exercise of whether or not I could fight this guy, I imagined him punching me, doing a gut punch, and just bean burritos just shooting out of my pocket. It would be the most bizarre thing if you were in a fight and you just swung super hard and you felt just goo and just a bunch of just refried beans shot out of a dude. 
I'm like, oh no! He runs away. Anyways, walking down the street with the Subway sandwich. I get home. I go to grab my Subway sandwich. It's not in my pocket. Now, I'm thinking, this is the only food I have in the world right now. I have no other food. So, I must have set it down. I must have, like, the first thing I did instinctually, I emptied my pockets. I'm looking around my apartment. Where's my Subway sandwich? It's kind of hard to miss something that is a foot long, but I'm looking around, looking on the table. I keep patting down my jacket. Where's my sandwich? Where's my sandwich? And after about five minutes, I make the grim, not discovery, I come to the grim conclusion that I must have dropped the sandwich somewhere. Again, the only food that I had in existence at this point with no money to buy more. And you're thinking, Jason, you could just gone a day without eating. Well, sure, could. But I really wanted that sandwich. And I go, I got to backtrack. And I'm thinking, could I go to Subway? I, this was my logic. I'm going to walk all the way to Subway. Because I obviously it's not before Subway. It's not moving on its own. And maybe I'll get to Subway and I'll explain the situation. Hey, I just bought the sandwich and I lost it. Maybe they'll give me another one because I was a regular there. But I was really, obviously I was depressed because I hadn't eaten that day. I had no money to buy food. I was really looking forward to the sandwich that I could get with the little money that I had. And I had lost it. So I walk, and I remember going out, leaving my apartment. And I remember the sky being particularly gray that moment. And I thought, listen, best case scenario is it's laying on the sidewalk. (laughs) Best case scenario, it's. Right there. The worst case scenario is it fell out of my pocket while I was walking across the street. A bunch of cars have run over it, and then there's no salvaging it. I walked for a mile, just scanning the ground. Scanning the ground. Every time, I'd be like, oh, there it is! It's just a balled-up newspaper. Walk a bit further. Oh, there it is! Just a wad. I didn't realize how dirty Hood River was until I was trying to find a foot-long wrapping because it was in like that sandwich bag with napkins wrapped around it so i knew it would be long and white and walking i get about a mile out and i see a subway napkin on the ground and i go aha i'm close i felt like basil the great mouse detective i think his name was basil i think basil's a, a uh, not a fruit it's a spice and i go aha I'm close. I can smell it. I can smell the pepperoncinis from here. And there my sandwich was, a couple feet away, in the gutter, just sitting there. Now, now it had fallen out of the bag. So the bag is just blown away at this point. But in the gutter, there is a perfectly wrapped Subway sandwich with a napkin still attached to it. The other napkin had blown away. And I remember thinking, I'm very, the, the very, very grateful that it wasn't raining because the gutter was totally, you're like, Jason, this story's not going where I think it's going. As I'm approaching my prize, I remember thinking, well, it wasn't raining. The gutter is dry, bone dry. There's a couple leaves blown around. The sandwich is perfectly wrapped. It hasn't even been touched. Not even a squirrel had come over in the half hour this whole journey has taken. I felt, like Frodo, that doesn't make sense. Frodo wasn't looking for something. Frodo was trying to destroy something. Technically, Mount Doom was my stomach. The sandwich was the ring. And now I was ready to complete my task. What's funny is, across the street, there was a house. And I remember, as I bent down to pick up the Subway sandwich, I imagine someone in that house was probably watching television, flipping through channels. And for some reason, 
that had caught their eye, there was something white just sitting in the gutter. A foot-long white object sitting in the gutter. And they're like, hmm, I wonder what that is. Not going to worry about it. They're flipping the channel. And then a short time later, they see a 350-pound man walk up, stare down at the object in the gutter. And they're like, what? What? I wonder what that was. Guy reaches down, (laughs) picks it up, looks at it. And at that point, you recognize that it's a foot-long sandwich. In the gutter. And then you watch the th- this 350-pound man put it in his pocket and walk down the street. Dude, that sandwich tasted delicious because I had to work for that sandwich. And I was grateful. I was super, super grateful that even though I had to go backtrack to get that sandwich, I was able to eat that night. That was a bad day. That actually was a pretty crummy day. But you're like, Jason, the moral, you got the sandwich. Yeah, yeah. But I felt so miserable even having, obviously, like, I've been poor most of my life. Like, right now, I'm actually doing pretty good for myself. But I've been, there's been most of my life, I've been like, do I eat today or do I drink a Coca-Cola? Like, I've had long stretches of my life like that. And here's why. I'm not very good with money. Like, even when I was making good money, I made poor money choices. Now, I make less money than I have in the past, but I make much better money choices. Not perfect money choices, but a big part of being poor is making good money choices. It's not going to solve all your problems. Sometimes you are actually underemployed. But for me, now that I'm making better... Keto helps a lot, actually, because I just buy meat in bulk. I make better money choices now. So I, there's very, it's not as likely that I'm completely out of money. I was completely out of money a couple months ago, and that's why Chris K., um, the founder of the Golden Rabbit Brigade, he's like, you got to start a Patreon. And um, he, he gave me some money because I was talking about not having food or something like that. And that used to be a regular occurrence for me. Now it's once in a blue moon. I, I, I will always appreciate Chris K. reaching out to me like that. That was great. But... Yeah, I, I would be like, do I do I buy a dollar hamburger at Walmart today or do I buy a Coca-Cola, a refreshing Coca-Cola? It's been a lot of my life like that. Childhood and adult life like that. It's only been recently that I've been more stable with my finances. But anyways, that's why I just, it was a reminder of just the abject poverty I had placed myself in. But anyways, so that was a bad story. I think I have enough time for one more. <laughs> You're like, Jason, do you have a sad story that actually involves you being sad at the end of it. If you get it, we want to hear a story where you're completely miserable at the end, but a funny story. Well, here's another one. I remember this was Thanksgiving or the couple days before Thanksgiving. I was absolutely miserable. The weather was garbage. This was a couple years ago. The weather was absolutely garbage. I was miserable. I was homesick. I don't get homesick often, but it does happen. I was homesick. All my friends had moved away recently. I was very lonely. I wasn't happy with my life. This was way before the podcast. This was probably, I think I might have already said this, but it's like three or four years ago. And I, like I did this Thanksgiving, I you generally will do Thanksgiving by myself. I buy everything. And I think this might have been actually the first time I was doing full Thanksgiving by myself. I think that might have been why I was so miserable. I wasn't going to anyone's house. wasn't going to any like local relatives, anything like that. And I remember... But I'm really bad at like putting stuff in shopping carts. I'll sh- I'll shop just by putting stuff in my arms, and then I'm like, oh, I need this, I need this, and eventually I'm just like carrying all this garbage through the store. Now I'll tell you this: it actually, I, I 
you, you guys might call me wrong on this. My female listeners might call me wrong on this, but women seem to be impressed by you being strong enough to carry all that stuff. So, men, if you're looking for love, go to Safeway and just grab a bunch of stuff and walk through the aisles. Right now, I just heard the sound of 500 female listeners shake their head. They're like, no, you look like an idiot when you do that. Just get a shopping cart. But anyways, I remember I was like, okay, I need mashed potatoes, and I need stuffing, and I need green beans, and then I need like these meat dishes, like these turkey edible thingy. They're, it's all edible, but like these prepared turkey things. Loading all this stuff up, and I go... I need gravy, and I don't know how much gravy I needed, so I got three jars of gravy, and I'm walking through the store, and I'm like trying to hold all of this stuff. I'm trying to hold a non-prepared Thanksgiving feast in my arms, is what I'm attempting to do, and I remember I'm walking through, and I just was miserable. I wasn't having a good time, super just disappointed in life and in myself. I'm walking, but I'm going to have Thanksgiving, so everything will be okay. I'm walking and walking, and then I hear a whoop, and I turn around, and what had happened was one of the jars of gravy slipped out from my arm, and it made this whoop sound as it did. It was like if someone was trying to grab a wet melon, but made a glass and containing gravy, and it smashed into the ground, spreading brown gravy all over the middle of the Walmart aisle. And I just stood there and I was like, oh, great. Horrible. And then I was like, this is bad. So there's like chunks of glass in here. I remember waving over one of the employees and I was like, hey, sorry about this. I knocked this over. This fell out of my arms. And the employee's like, ah, you know, whatever. That's fine. And then I debated, should I go buy another one? I already have this too. And then I thought, I don't know how much gravy I need for one, two. I, I need a put this stuff down. I just can't go grab another jar of gravy, start walking through the store, drop that one too. Eventually there's just a dotted line of broken glass through the store. But I felt really bad for breaking it. It was just another reminder of how crappy life was going right now. So I went and I bought all my stuff. I throw it in my backpack. Now I have a tendency, because I wear big jackets, to put stuff in my pockets, just like the subway story. Helps distribute the weight. Nowadays when I go shopping, I'll buy like two or three six packs of Diet root beer, diet Pepsi, and some of it I'll put in my backpack, and other ones I'll put in the pockets of my jacket or in the pockets of my pants, so I can carry a lot of stuff just distributing it. I'm like a real-life Death Stranding character, except without a little fetus attached to my chest. The It's funny, I've never played that game, but I think about it all the time, especially when I'm walking in the snow, how you have to keep your balance. The I throw all my stuff in, and I remember thinking, this is, again, when I was 350 pounds, so I was like, mm, I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat on the way home. That's how you get to become 350 pounds. Because I was like, I'm going to cook this stuff. I think the food was for tomorrow or the, I don't think it was Thanksgiving Day. It was This was the day before Thanksgiving. I was going to take this stuff home. But I wanted to get Taco Bell to eat before I had to walk home because I was 350 pounds. And that was a long walk, carrying as much as I was. So I go to, and also I felt like garbage and carbs was going to help me feel better. I go to Taco Bell, and I'm just sitting there, eating my burritos all alone, sad, not feeling good, not feeling good about myself, not feeling good about life. But as I'm eating these carbs, I'm on my phone, like searching around on stuff on phone, just reading funny stuff, and I'm starting to feel better, and starting to feel better, getting distracted. Okay. This isn't going to be so bad. I got a good meal in me now. I think that also had a lot to do with my moods. It was a tendency to 
go i don't never eat in the morning i never eat in the morning and then i would be like noon and i would eat something and then i would tend to overeat so i'd already be a little not feeling good from not eating in the morning and then i'd overeat and then i'd feel bad after that but anyways i ate my taco bell ready to go so i get all my stuff throw away my garbage at taco bell i go to put my jacket on and i have this tendency to kind of swing my jacket around this ultra dramatically way put it on a jacket same jacket from the subway story the green jacket with a big hole in the pocket and as i'm swinging the jacket on i hear a, a whoop and i remember just standing there with my back to what i knew was standing behind me i immediately knew I recognize that noise. I just heard it about 45 minutes earlier. And I understand physics. I realized that I had put the two cans of gravy, two bottles of gravy in my jacket. And when I swung it around dramatically, one of them flew out of the jacket, smashed onto the ground. And I remember just kind of, just kind of hanging my head. Now there's nobody else in the Taco Bell except me. And there's maybe two or three employees behind the counter. And I turn around and I'm looking at a smashed j- jar and gray brown gravy just. And I knew from the experience at Walmart when I when I was apologizing to the employee there when he was trying to clean it up how hard it is to clean up gravy. Super hard. You can't really sweep it up. You can't mop it up. You're kind of boned either way. And I remember I picked up the glass immediately because I didn't want someone to walk in. And then I walk up to the counter and said, hey, really sorry about this, but I accidentally dropped a jar. (laughs) I accidentally dropped a jar of gravy over in the area there. And the guy goes, oh, that's fine. We'll take care of it. I was like, oh, okay." So then I go over there and I kind of finish putting stuff on it. And this is it's gravy, dude. It is a danger. It's something that someone's going to slip on. First off, now Taco Bell smells like gravy. You could, the second you walk in, or you're just in there, you just smell gravy. And I'm looking, and I'm just standing there, and I stood there for probably about five minutes, and the people behind, people behind the counter weren't helping. I walked back up. I go, hey, can I, like, borrow a broom or some paper towels? I'll clean it up. And they're like, no, 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 we'll get it. It's totally fine. Because this is the thing. As I was leaving the Taco Bell, I go, this, this is the problem here. I'm the only one in the Taco Bell. Eventually, someone else is going to walk into the Taco Bell. And they are going to smell gravy, which is going to be odd. That's the one thing you don't, that's really the one flavor you don't expect to smell in a Taco Bell. But then you're going to, imagine this, you walk in a Taco Bell in the middle of the day. You look and on the floor, in the middle of the floor is a brown ooze just sitting there. In a place that sells no gravy has never had gravy ever. In a KFC, you wouldn't even bat an eye. But you're at a Taco Bell, you walk in, there is a brown, there's 16 ounces of brown ooze just sitting on the floor in front of you. What would what would go through your head? Now, I don't, you could go, well, I would just assume somebody spilt gravy. Some idiot <laughs> brought gravy into a Taco Bell and then spilt it. But I remember leaving and I thought that would be, that would be so puzzling to me. It'd be the same thing as if you walked into a McDonald's and there was a chicken fried burrito or a quesadilla just sitting on the floor. You'd be like, what? Where did this come from? And it's just sitting there. The employees are completely ignoring it. You would think that it was a Mandela effect. Now Taco Bell has always served gravy. What are you talking about? It's always been here. (coughs) 
I walked home, now two jars of gravy short, completely miserable. Again, felt like um, I just was not on a good path. And I remember walking, and I get to my apartment complex, and right then, I hear, hey, buddy. And I look up, and my buddy Jonas, who had been in L.A. for probably about a year at this point, had just walked up to my apartment, knocked on the door to see if I was there, and I wasn't, obviously. I was contemplating my horrible existence walking down the street. And he walked out, and he goes, hey, I was just at your apartment seeing if you are home. I walked up to him, I just gave him the biggest hug, and I'm like, I'm so glad you're here today. Because that was the day I needed some cheering up. So now, we're sitting at a fireplace, I'm puffing on a big pipe, and you're like, Jason, those are stories. Yes, they are all sad stories. They're kind of funny. They're kind, I think they're funny. They're kind you're like, oh, they're kind of funny. But they all ended happily. They all ended happily. That's I've had worse days than you, Jason. And yes, you have. And obviously, I've had worse days than the stories I've told. I could tell you miserable days where I've lost loved ones or people made horrible decisions that affected their lives forever. But I'm not going to tell you those stories. Puffing on my pipe. Because this isn't a competition. This isn't a competition. The story, the point of this odd episode we're recording isn't I have worse days than you. It's that the point of the episode is, one, there's an episode being recorded tonight, and two, even when we have bad days, we don't know how they're going to end. We don't know how they're going to end. Today, I was really miserable, but it had a good ending. The sandwich, the Subway sandwich story had a good ending. The the gravy story, in the end, in the end, actually, that one jar of gravy, when I poured it, it had three jars of gravy in it. It was a... Thanksgiving miracle, you may. No, it wasn't. It was just one jar of gravy, but it was enough. It was enough for me. I don't know why I thought I needed three jars of gravy. So, you may be having a bad day. You may be having a bad weekend. But you don't know how it's going to end. So, keep going. Keep walking. Keep looking for that Subway sandwich in the sewer. Because things might work out. I think things always work out in the end. Sometimes it takes a long period of time. But things still get done. I planned on not doing an episode today. I 100%, by the time 3 p.m. rolled around, I said, nope, not doing an episode. I am not doing an episode today. I'm so crummy. I'm feeling so bad. I'm not doing an episode today. Took a nap. Did everything to avoid doing it. And here we are recording an episode. And you're like, yes, Jim. <laughs> quote, air quotes, episode. Let me tell you an alien story real quick. You're like, yes, you're settling in. You're putting on your alien pajamas. You're like, all right. I fast-forwarded fast all this stuff for this. I found a website. It's specific, the part of the. I'm sure it does more than this, but the website part that I saw was specifically alien encounters in the year 1988. So I got some good ones. Now this one takes place in Salzburg, Pennsylvania. You're like, ooh, this sounds awesome. March 18th, 1988. This UFO comes down. It's shaped like a V. Flying around. Oh wait, it says on my notes, no sound was heard. So, there you go. UFO's falling down. So this guy, we've got to make this quick because we're running out of time. You're like, Jason, no, don't you dare make this quick. You just spent all that time talking about eating food out of the sewer. Technically it was the gutter, not the sewer. But anyways, so this guy's traveling to his friend's house. It doesn't say if he's walking, skiing, 
driving. It's from 1988. What do you expect? This guy is going to his friend's house. And the next thing he knows, he's walking around in a grocery store. He's super disoriented. Oh, I don't know where I'm at. Oh, I'm super hungry. It's basically me. It's basically me. Two years ago, he walks in the grocery store, uh, disoriented. He's hungry. He's thirsty. And then he looks at his watch and he's like, oh my God, two hours have passed. I just left from my friend's house. I know it, but now, oh, I can't see anything. Uh, Low blood sugar. He's uh, eating food, eating Twinkies. They're like, sir, sir, you didn't pay for that. He's like, "Uh, alien abduction, get out of my way. He realizes two hours have passed. Now, at first off, he doesn't think that aliens are abducted. He does remember seeing something fly over his car. So that kind of scared him. Then his car stalled. But he's like, it might have been connected to that. It could have just been, you know, my watch broke and I'm just really, really hungry. RR eating all this food. Dropping gravy. Psh, psh, psh. They're like, sir, no. He's like, I don't know. The aliens are making me do this. Knocking gravy over. Anyways, it's weird enough. He can't figure it out that he goes to a hypnotherapist. And this is what he recalls. He remembers his car stalling out in the middle of nowhere. And then a four. F- this is quite short, honestly. A four foot tall alien. With, and he's not a gray, because grays are normally short, but it's this four-foot-tall alien with, like, a long head and pinchers. He walks up to the car. He walks up to the car. He's wearing clothes. Grays are always naked. I've always heard that theory that, you know, the, I, the idea that aliens are demons, that's a common theory. But the reason, like, reptilians will tend to wear clothes. Um, the reason why gray aliens don't wear clothes is because they never were exposed to original sin. It has to do with how humans ate the apple. The, according to uh, the Bible story, humans ate the apple, and then they realized they were shameful because they were naked, and they started wearing clothes. Other alien races wear clothes. The reason why grays don't wear clothes is because they are never exposed to original sin. I should actually do some more research on that. I think that would be an interesting topic for a show. They're, they're, they're pure. They're pure beings. They don't have shame in that sense that other species do. But anyways... I mean, nudists, nudists, you can say, don't have shame, but it, it goes more deeper than that into the psyche. So anyways, this reptilian, he's wearing a purple robe, purple, bluish, gray robe. I don't know where I got purple from. Forget I said purple. Bluish, gray robe with a fringed bottom. I got to say this, if a four foot tall alien with pinchers was coming at me, I'm not looking at the bottom of his robe. I don't know where that detail come from. It also had an insignia on its chest. Doesn't get a lot of detail. This whole story doesn't have a lot of detail. This is where I thought was the most interesting, and I honestly got a little too excited because I misread it. Here's from this report. The witness was then placed in a jar-like object and then taken inside a large cigar-shaped craft. So now I'm imagining, like from a 1950s comic book, a dude in a jar. Like, no, let me out! And it's like a cover of like a guy in a jar banging on it, and there, there's like an evil scientist or an alien standing over it, pointing at it, and it's like, amazing tales, 10 cents. You can't tell me you didn't just picture that comic book cover in your head. And I was like, dude, a guy being placed in a What's a jar-like object? Just say it's a jar. I guess there. I guess a jar, what if he's in a jar of gravy? So now that's the cover. He's like, whoa, he's swimming in gravy. There's a scientist, there's an evil guy pointing at a jar of gravy. And then in the background, you see me running. You see me running towards the jar of gravy to rescue him, to knock it over. But anyways, a jar, I, I don't know what the difference is between a jar and a jar-like object. But anyways, so this guy, he realizes he's putting a big old jar and he's like pounding on the glass. Comic book cover's going on. And then... 
I'm going to read this sentence the way that it's written, and then I'm going to read it the way that I read it, and you'll realize why I wasn't more excited about doing this story. So this is how it's written, the next sentence. And this is the last sentence, actually, of this description. Inside the craft, the witness was apparently examined by several similar beings. So, you know, he's in a jar, and then he sees a bunch of other four-foot aliens come up and tap on the glass, stuff like that. Now, when I read it originally, I was like, hot dog, this story's going to be amazing. And I did a bunch of other research. I couldn't find any more information about this encounter than what I just read you. But I was like, this is amazing. I'm super excited because this is what I thought that last sentence said. Inside the craft, the witness apparently saw several similar beings. So I was like, oh. There's other people in jars, dude. So it's like he wakes up and he's in a jar and he looks and there's like 50, 100, maybe a thousand jars of different alien species all banging on the side. That's so awesome, dude. Now I just misread it. He's just in a jar. There's aliens poking at it. I was like, damn it. I, I was just reading it actually before I started recording this episode. That, you know what? And that goes perfect with my bad day. Because I honestly thought I was going to tell you a story about a guy trapped in a jar with a bunch of other aliens. Like these aliens were collecting species from around the cosmos and they were all putting them in jars. And then 10 minutes before I decided to record this episode, I looked this story up. I read that last sentence and I went, still an interesting story. How many times do you hear about people being put in jars when they're still alive? But it would have been more interesting if there was a bunch of jars everywhere. So that's the episode. (laughs) That's the episode. I liked it. I hope you guys liked it too. I'm having a better day. So I'm going to go ahead and do my intro now. Hey everyone. I forgot it now. Hey everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I really hope you guys are. I'm never going to do that intro if it's not true. Because that way when I do it, you know it's true. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. Twitter is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. But I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great weekend, guys. Peace.